Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench. Roy here with you until 7 o'clock. A busy show tonight, including reaction from Cork as they win the league by beating Galway. Massive team performance. Everyone worked extremely hard for each other. We needed to put in a good team performance today, and that's exactly what we did. So, as I said, it will really stand to us now in three weeks going to the Championship. Cork City Chairman Declan Carey will talk to us about the departure of John Caulfield. It's an unbelievably dif- difficult uh, decision, and look, um, you know, the, this is the one we arrived at. And um, yeah, look, John Cotter now and um, the, uh, the backroom staff uh, w- will take things on for the foreseeable. Also on the show tonight, we'll talk to Avondale United as they prepare for the FBI Intermediate Cup final next weekend. We'll preview Cork and Tipperary with Cork legend Jim O'Sullivan and we'll reaction from Donovan Ross's win today. Told you it was a busy one. We're here until 7 o'clock, 0868104106 is the place uh, to get in touch with us via text or WhatsApp, or you can tweet us as well, at Big Red Bench. Lots to get through over the next hour. We'll be talking to Orla Finn and Martin O'Brien uh, from the Cork Camp very, very shortly indeed. First, we're just going to wrap up today's action. Um, everything that happened today, Cork beating Gully. 112-27 that means that Cork are Division 1 champions for the 12th time and uh, reaction come very very shortly there indeed from Parnell Park in the first game today in the Division 2 final Waterford defeated Kerry 5 13 to 117 in the Cork County Senior Football Championship Donovan Rossa beating Ballancolly 12 points to 10 in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship Ahada defeating Cline 213 to 14 points and Meanwhile in the uh, Connacht Senior Football Championship Galway heading across the water they beat London 16 points to 1-9 Mayo won the Big Apple they faced New York in the last day of the Connacht at uh, Gaelic Park that's at 7.15 Irish time In the Premier League Brighton have just equalised against Arsenal Andrew Chill Arsenal won Brighton of Albion won mass jubilation in the far corner of the ground among the Brighton fans that seeing their side come level in hugely controversial circumstances Solly March went down very heavily after a very light tackle on him by Granite Xhaka the Arsenal midfielder there was minimal contact March threw himself to the ground was con- the contact was on the back of his neck really and he threw himself to the ground the referee pointed to the spot Glenn Murray does not pass up that kind of opportunity with the penalty he scored it's Arsenal 1 Brighton 1 Elsewhere, Manchester United's hopes of Champions League football are over after they drew at Huddersfield Town. Derek Clark. Full time, Huddersfield Town. What Manchester United, one of United's top four hopes are over for the season. Scott McTominay fired them into a first half lead, but Isaac Mbenza equalised on the hour mark after Jonas Lawson's long punt was missed totally by Luke Shaw and allowed Mbenza to board down on goal and slide the ball past De Gea. Both sides could have won it later on. Pogba struck the bar while De Gea denied Grant at the other end. It's finished. Field one, Manchester United one. As things stand, Chelsea has secured Champions League football. Ian Beach at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea three, Watford nil. A vastly improved performance from Chelsea in the second half. Watford captain Troy Deeney had a header tipped onto a post in the first, but Chelsea scored twice in the first five minutes of the second. First a header from Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and then another from David Luiz, both from corner routines, and Gonzalo Higuain completed the scoring with a lightly chipped third. Chelsea three, Watford nil. Elsewhere today in the Championship, uh, Norwich City crowned champions after their 2 win over Aston Villa and uh, they uh, go up as champions. Sheffield United promoted as well. They drew 2 all with Stoke City. Derby County clinching the final playoff spot after their 3-1 win 
over West Brom in the Munster Senior League it's going to go right down to the wire it's really really exciting at the top of the table Rockbound defeating Leeds 3-0 in the local derby today means that Rockbound go level on points with UCC at the top of the table College though have a superior goal difference that does not matter Rockbound uh, getting in touch with us today to say that it's um, a playoff if uh, both sides uh, finish level on points at the end of the season in the Women's National League Cork City losing out to Shelburne this afternoon 7-2 was how that finished in rugby Cork Con crowns All-Ireland League champions for the sixth time they've beaten Clontarf Rugby uh, 28-13 today and in snooker in the uh, World Championship final Judd Trump and John Higgins level at four apiece after the opening session they'll resume again tonight at seven and in American football the Cork Admirals defeating the Dublin Rebels 23 points to 10 this afternoon the Admirals are now 3-0 and for the season we are going to start the show with Gaelic Games and that fantastic win for Cork today. Uh, 112-27, Cork crowned the champions for the 12th time. Orla Finn scoring five points, three from freeze. She was named player of the match. She spoke to Colleen Duffy at the final whistle. Orla, what a win. Uh, hard work, determination and for most of the 11 minutes uh, towards the end, down to 13 players as well. That was hard one and well deserved. Yeah, it was very tough coming towards the end, all right. And we were two players down, and we just had to work, put in that extra work and, and play for each other and try and hold on to the ball and work the top down. Some hairy moments up front. Galway has some uh, good defending, great saves as well, but he ploughed on and got those scores that were required. Yeah, they, they had great defence. They, they brought back the back of defence, which makes sure they patient with the ball and work it around and just take the score when the shot was on. What does this mean? Because Cork have won so many, and I suppose you can't go two years without getting a hand on this cup anyway. That's been the way since, since the first win back in, in the mid noughties. Yeah, it means a lot to us winning this year after losing the semi-final to Mayo last year you know we had to drive it on again this year and we came out at the start of the year we didn't get off to a great start of the league and thankfully we worked hard in the last few games and, and worked it to the final year today and I, I think this match will really stand to us going forward this challenge. You got the lethal TG Carroll player of the match today five points but I think I'm, I'm sure you said it on TV anyone could have got it out there today it was a real real team performance. Yeah a massive team performance everyone worked extremely hard for each other we needed to put in a good team performance today and that's exactly what we did so as I said it will really stand to us now in three weeks going, going into championship and what about heading into the Munster Championship obviously it starts next weekend with Kerry against Waterford and it's going to be very competitive in Munster before any talk of an All-Ireland series comes around yeah Munster Championship is always uh, very tough um, we won it last year so hopefully we'll be able to we'll get back in and try and contend it again this year but we'll have two massive games ahead of us against Kerry first in three weeks and or Waterford first and then we've carried the week after so we'll have to put our heads down in training now for the next few weeks and we'll drive it on yeah, that's uh, Orlef in there speaking to Conny Duffy at the final whistle. Today, Cork captain and goalkeeper Martino O'Brien pulling off some vital saves in this game, including a Galway penalty. She got a chance to speak with Colleen after. Martino, what a game, what a result, really hard earned. You're really proud, I'm sure, to captain that side to win. It's one of the hardest ones earned here in Parnell Park in the little ladies national football league final. Uh, yeah, I suppose it is, um, like, look, two points in the end, uh, they really got our backs to the wall in the last 10 minutes there. 13 players against 15 at one stage, so I, I really think the fight out of the girls is really good. Um, and look, that that's really good to see, I suppose. Um, you don't know how people are going to react until 
we were in that situation so um, I'm thank- I, 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 it's great that the girls just stood up there and uh, to be counted and, and we came up with the win What was going through your head when Galway were somewhat belat- belatedly after winning a, a penalty I mean Maggie took her time the referee to, yeah. to give that decision then you had to stand up and make that save and what a save it was <laughs> To be fair it's a, Maggie was giving the free <laughs> the Aussie, but anyway look uh, it was a penalty and, and look I suppose Roisin has kicked better ones to be fair you know um, she's she's top drawer like she can kick balls where you see today she's kicking off the ground it's unreal um, I won't take credit for that but look we kept it out and that was amazing it really lifted the team though and you moved 110 to 5 points ahead then cracking goal at the opposite end hard work started in defence you know the teamwork really paid off today yeah I did and I suppose we were just a little bit disappointed in the first half we didn't do enough of that um, especially I suppose coming out of defence defence and our 45 45 but um, in the second half you know we just ran at it and we, we worked really really hard and I suppose look we may have ran out a little bit of steam at the end but um, we came good in the end and I suppose that's amazing and I think that resilience showed by defence went down to 13 players two sin binnings in the last 11 minutes Galway pressure came on they got that goal but she withstood a lot more pressure very well we did in fairness and girls stood up to take the ball there was no one hiding you know and that, that's really positive I suppose because it's, it's times like that in championship in big games look you could say All-Ireland semi-finals quarter-finals finals that you're, you know nobody will hide and, and you know they'll have the confidence to take on the ball and um, I suppose that that's a real positive for us so so it look all around we're just delighted and reflecting back on the league um, it's always nice to take silverware but all the lessons learned during the league I mean you, you didn't come through it unbeaten there were hard times as well hard moments and you bounce back in games you know all of that's going to stand you well going into the summer into the championship absolutely look we I suppose um, Galway gave us a schooling there in the first match and we kind of had to really sit down and go alright we have a lot of work to do here if we want to not even get ready Relegated, do you know what I mean? But uh, we went out, we won our next match, and I think Tipperary there, then we lost again, and that was a real turning point for us, I suppose. We had to really look at ourselves and say, look, we're not working hard enough, every single one of us. So we put the shoulders to the wheel, we worked really hard, uh, everyone rode together, and, and we have, you know, we see it now at the end. And just a word about the support today. I mean, it's about a half an hour now since he lifted that cup, and, you know, there's a huge crowd here, loads of friends, loads of family, made that long journey from Cork up here to Dublin to Parnell Park today. Yeah, absolutely. Look, our parents are just, our parents, family, friends, they're, they'll follow us to the end of the world. Like, if, if this match was up in Donegal, they'd come and follow us. Like, do you know what I mean? So, I, I, we have huge, like, we thank them so much for doing it. And I know they love it as well. So, um, look, we're delighted, I suppose, to give them the win. They came the whole way up from Cork to, um, to do, look, my, I had neighbours there today that came up just to, to, to see the match and cheer us on. Like, they might not know a lot of the other girls, but they, they knew me and they came up and it, like it's it's support like that drives you on and when you see that at the end of the day you're, you know it's just it's great a victory well earned a victory well deserved congratulations Martina and enjoy the celebration thank you very much Yes, certainly well earned, really enjoyable game there in the end, Cork, uh, having to dig deep, especially down to 13, uh, but they got there in the end, uh, thanks in no small part to a cracking goal from Saoirse Noonan, she had a great impact when uh, uh, sprung from the bench in the second half, fantastic finish as well, you've got to see this goal as well, it's on um, the uh, it's on our Twitter page, we'll do, we're, we're going to retweet it there so if you want to see that goal um, at Big Red Bench, smashing finish from Saoirse Noonan, uh, but she also spots Colleen at the final whistle.
Sergio, what a win out there today. The excitement still palpable, a very hard-earned victory. Yeah, um, we knew it would be a tough tough game against Galway. They were well up for it and we knew they would be. Um, but I suppose big occasions, everyone's excited and everyone was looking forward to it. And I suppose we did perform on the day, not I suppose as well as we wanted to, because we knew that Galway would get nearly 15 players behind the ball. But I think they bought to the wire and um, experienced maybe one in the end. I don't think you would have realised how crucial your goal was at the stage it came because it put you 1-10 to 5 points ahead you were firmly in command but you knew that Galway were always going to come back at you Yeah, um, Galway have some phenomenal players and we knew they were going to go to the very last second um, I suppose no one would ever be relieved until uh, Hooter goes off but um, yeah, we took the goal I think we took it well as a team we tried to stay composed they went down, they scored a rocket of a goal um, they put loads of pressure on us really high up but I think we coped with it well and we kept the ball I think for the last two three minutes of the game um, worked it well and didn't panic There was a great build up to that goal and I think it was Kira who gave you the pass in the end can you remember much about it? Hey, yeah I remember Kira running through and she she just seems like no player can get a hand on her um, and when she breaks that line I suppose we always do it in training peel off make that last pass and I was just saying while ago she always says give that last ball so I knew she was going to give it she's not a greedy player and she's always eager to score and I knew she'd pop it off to me so just try to finish it then You've taken the league title I think it's the 12th in 15 years something like that uh, obviously not that many medals for yourself personally but it's a tremendous achievement but other things that you could take from the league the way you bounce back you didn't come through the league with total wins you had a few losses as well you know and you learned a lot from the league campaign I'm sure that you can take into the championship Yeah um, we gave lots of players every player got opportunity in the league and I suppose that's what it's all about um, it's about preparing ourselves for championship but at the end of the day it's still a title and everyone wants to win there's only this and the All-Ireland that you can win nationally so it's an honour for us um, putting on this court jersey is always an honour because you see all the superstars that have left and they're still here at the moment um, it's my first league title so I'm delighted but um, yeah it's, every game's a big game there's no more there's no more easy teams. Every game's hard. Every game's down to the last few minutes of the game. So I'm just happy to get on and make an impact. Yeah, it's there. Shanoon and there speaking after uh, scoring uh, the goal today. Uh, the decisive goal in the end, a smashing goal it was. If you want to see it, check out our Twitter page at Big Red Bench. Now, Colleen's also been in conversation uh, with Cork boss Eve Fitzgerald. Eve, what a win. Hard work, resilience. Those girls have it in abundance and they paid off in the end. Yeah, they have. Well, I think our aim at the start of the year was to, to create a panel. And, you know, going forward, we were a bit scarce last year with numbers wise, but, you know, we, we were blessed. We got four or five of last year's minors. Um, and I think they've, you know, Claire O'Shea, Emer and Dara Kiley, uh, Laura Manny, Sai Valeri, you know, they've been an absolute revelation for us all year. So we're absolutely thrilled. Um, you know, and it's a national title, which they're precious no matter what anybody says it's you know there's only two of them you can win so we're absolutely thrilled and we're um we'll celebrate that one tonight and then we'll get ready tomorrow for the for the uh water for challenge which will be fairly formidable looking at them today and in three weeks time i think people look at cork and they say about everything that's been won and this is a 12th title in 15 years but as you mentioned there's always talent coming through all of those have now taken their first title the likes of saoirse noonan also and it's about progression for the future it is and saoirse has been out injured she had a serious crucial injury there um so she's been out for more than five months but you know that goal was a touch of class again today she just has so much skill and I thought Emer Skelly today was, was absolutely excellent but you go through him Shauna Kelly Hannah Looney I mean full back is a new position for Hannah 
and marking the girl as good as, as Rogine Leonard. I thought she did a fabulous job again today. So, you know, all in all, we have to be pleased. But, it, like, we're a work in progress. You know, Dublin will still be the team to be come championship because they're big, strong, they're physical girls. They know to win matches, you know, and they have that experience. But, you know, I suppose you can only, you can only beat what's in front of you and, like, you know, as I said, the league first was was going to be a learning experience. But once we got a bit we, between our teeth, we, we we drove on, and I think the Tipperary match was probably a turning game for us. And now we were disappointed with our performance that night. And after that, we played well against Mayo, Donegal, and twice against Dublin. And now today, I don't think today was our best performance. But at the same time, Galway are difficult to play against, and that they, they drop everybody off. And we had to be a little bit more patient. We had to be a little bit more patient than um, normal. It wasn't it wasn't a free flowing game. Um, in that sense but you know I thought after Martini made a save for the next 20 minutes you know we scored 1-4 I think and could have had another couple of goals so all in all delighted with the win and you know hopefully it all goes well for us going forward I think there's a couple of key things as you mentioned Martina's save that 1-4 without reply and building up that 1-10 to 5 points lead I think it was but also too the way your defence coped in in general with this game I, I thought was outstanding and yeah. so often in games I mean Orla Finn got player of the match from TG Carr today and so often in games defences don't get the credit that they deserve and that defence yeah. today was key yeah, really I thought Shauna Kelly Shauna Kelly and um, and um, Hannah Looney were absolutely yes. like Claire O'Shea playing in her first final like she, she lives in Castletown Bay she travels 200 miles for training um, she's going to leave a certain few weeks time and she's just as cool as a breeze you know I thought she acquitted herself so well today the Kylies you know they're all they're only kids really when you look at them you feel very old <laughs> to be honest about it looking at them but what they are is they're very committed they have you know massive will to win and, and more importantly they have a massive will to walk to win um, and I think that you know as I said that's what we look for in our players like the only thing I ever demand is, is that they, they walk very very hard and, and you know listen to what we're telling them but like when, when we have the ball in they have a freedom to play as well so so all in all we're absolutely we're absolutely thrilled we'll enjoy tonight as I say um, because it's, it's an important victory for us um, and I would say congratulations to Galway as well you know they were the team of the league really Um came up a bit short today but you know they'll be they'll be forced to be reckoned with in the championship again you mentioned Waterford and I mean Division 2 Division 1 it doesn't really matter Tipperary I mean a, a team who've gone down to intermediate but played Division 1 football this year held their own got those two wins it's brilliant to see it's more and more competitive it is, yeah. and people in general outside of ladies football mightn't realise that but it's getting harder and harder to win things and the standards rising all the time the standards and the level of commitment needed to win things you know like our girls always talk about winning choice like it's a lifestyle choice really you know we train five six days a week well certainly four collectively maybe and, and you know and they'll train twice themselves so you know the amount of effort and time that girls need to put into this but you know the, the benefit you get out of it like we have a lot of girls who would be high achievers academically and would be in very responsible jobs so you know you've been married Canada during the week of course yeah we had you one candidate, yeah, yeah, and and then Morn Abbey had to had a trip away last week, so th- those girls were in training for us. But they trained hard while they were away, you know. So that's the kind of commitment you get from 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 these girls, and we're absolutely thrilled, as I say, to, to bring another title back to Cork. Is it, can you even get personal satisfaction moments after these games as well, or does it take maybe? In those winter months when you look back and you see what girls are achieving and what they've done, and a lot of what you've just talked about there as well. No, it's, it's personal satisfaction. I've seen them develop, but on and off the field, to be honest about it, I'd be very much into, into that, you know, that, that we're doing the best we can from a lot of the girls are in college. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Like, so, you know, my job is more or less is looking at... 
my job is more or less looking at you know their welfare in a sense on and off the field I think you know you know, as you get older and you have kids yourself and the kids some of these girls age or you know you're always looking to see if you can do anything to help them in terms of their their, their academics or their you know facilitate them in, in everywhere we can so all in all but like when you have the likes of Martina who we have here with us they're like, like they, they, they drive it on really Martina's been around the block a long time and you know and again you know herself and Kira would be the you know the, the two elder states girls of the of the team at this stage but they're absolutely phenomenal in their training like she travels 60 miles a night and she has her own business to be looking after so like you know, it just goes on. I have to. I live in the city, so you know it's very easy for me. But there is massive pride in them. I, uh, win, lose, or draw, I have great pride in them because they're just special girls, and they're they're absolutely a joy to work with. Special girls, special moments, league champions. Well done, Evie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, always great to hear from Evie Fitzgerald. Always speaks with such pride and passion about being the current manager, and a fantastic win today. Congratulations, indeed, to Cork from everyone here at Cork's Red FM. Right, um, just before we go, move on. Um, Arsenal and Brighton level at a goal a piece into time added on there we get to the full time report on that one in just a bit but uh, as I'm sure you well know it's been uh, an interesting week a difficult week for everyone involved at Cork City FC following the departure of John Caulfield on Wednesday and then the appointment of John Cotter um, the following day as interim manager um, things definitely picking up though on Friday uh, with that 1-0 win way to Bohemians now uh, earlier on today uh, Cork City Chairman Declan Carey called in to me to discuss uh, John Caulfield's departure, uh, John Cotter's appointment, uh, the process that they will now follow um, for the appointment of the new manager, their targets for the rest of the year and more. All right, we're joined in studio by uh, Cork City Chairman uh, Declan Carey after what's been an incredibly uh, long uh, and, I suppose, difficult week for the club, um, resulting in, in John Caulfield's departure from Cork City, the appointment of John Cotter as interim manager and getting... The, the first win in nine games against Bohemians Declan uh, first off personally I'd imagine for you it's been probably the longest week of your life yeah well I guess, I guess you hit the nail on the head there um, look everyone knows that, you know all of us on the board we're all volunteers um, we're all Cork City supporters lifelong city fans you know we were all elected to the board to do a job yeah. on behalf of the members um, so you know um, it, it's, a, it's a job that comes with great responsibility um, and look um it, it, everyone knows what what, ha- what happened this week with the club. John Caulfield and the club parted ways um, on Wednesday morning. Um, look, just want to start off myself personally to say, look, there's no bigger legend um, involved with Cork City FC than John Caulfield as a, a player and a manager. Um, look, his his accolades as a player first and foremost, and then when he came into the club five years ago, with um, you know, I. I think it's safe to say back then with very little expectation mm-hmm. um, brought us straight back into Europe um, which was unbelievable for the club at the time um, you know we've been in Europe every year since um, you know four second place finishes league title two FAI Cups number of President's Cups Munster Senior Cups you know um, everyone's uh, you know extremely grateful for the job John's done over the last five years mm-hmm. can't say that enough and given all that I'd imagine arriving at the decision um, to part ways with him must have been an incredibly hard one to arrive at it was, yeah. Now look, there, there's six of us currently on the board. Um, I was elected to the board at the beginning of 2018. Um, and uh, yeah, look, we had five new board members who came in uh, in, in January. Look, we're all professionals here. Um, you know, as I said, we are volunteers, but we deal with things unbelievably professionally. Um, you know, we, we, we look into all aspects of the club and what kind of an impact a decision like this would make, what kind of an impact 
not making the decision would make. Um, you know, we look at a number of things like data, financials, um, obviously the, the form of the first team, feedback from supporters, members. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had many board meetings discussing, you know, various avenues that the club could go over the next one, two, three years. Um, and yeah, as you said, look, it's an unbelievably dif- difficult uh, decision. And look, um, you know, the, this is the one we arrived at. And um, yeah, look, John Cotter now and... Um, yeah, the backroom staff uh, w- will take things on for the foreseeable, and you know, as as you said there earlier, a win on Friday night, so things are mm-hmm. things are looking up again. Yeah, was the decision arrived at after uh, the the draw between Harps and Monday? Yeah, look, um, and was it kind of like the decreasing crowds as well? Was that a big factor? Yeah, I guess it's a combination of everything, Rory. Look, there's no, um, you know, it, 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 it'd be unfair to say, you know, we could just pinpoint an exact moment okay. when you know we decided to to sit down with John and have have discussions on this. Um, you know, look, obviously the, the draw against Finn Harps at home was quite disappointing. You know, the supporters were quite vocal after that game as well. Um, and yeah, you know, look, uh, we sat down with John um, on Tuesday night then, you know, and we, we had an open conversation about things. And look, yeah, um, came to a, an agreement then on Wednesday morning. Um, you know, everything was, was very amicable. You know, we still have unbelievable respect for John. Um, and look, he's welcome back to Turner's Cross. Of course, we expect to see him in the stands um, cheering the team on. Yeah, there are supporters out there who will feel that John maybe deserved the right to try and turn things around given his record at the club yeah look that, that's fair enough as well and it's something we obviously thought about um, and you know as you said John's been unbelievably successful mm-hmm. over the last number of years um, but look I think um, I think the, the, the time was right for, for, for John to part ways with the club at, at this time it, as I said it was a difficult decision um, but look, I think now with you know looking forward with John Cotter in charge. You now he's worked under John for a number of years. Um, as you said to yourself yesterday, he's got a number of his own ideas yeah. about how he can change things up a bit. Um, we we also had conversations with John um, when we spoke to him about you know taking up the uh, the interim role as as manager, and he was eager to get you know other club legends involved like mm-hmm. uh, Colin Healy, who's running our academy at the moment as well. Alan Bennett, who'd been um, helping with the under-13s coaching, and he's a, a club legend in his own right, who's still playing. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's joined now as assist- assistant manager. Um, and we think, yeah, um, with the existing team that was there, Liam Kearney, Kevin Tatton, Lisa Fallon, um, you know, they, they can definitely uh, you know bring the club back up the table mm-hmm. very quickly, and uh, we're confident in that as well. There's been a lot of talk of um, budgets over, I suppose, the, the entire season, and that the, the perceptions out there that Cork City's budget was remarkably decreased from last year, and that maybe contributed to the the underfield performances this year. Yeah, look, look, I'm not going to say I didn't read all of the different reports online. This has been going on for the last, I think, maybe six months or so. There was um, a general meeting among Forest members, I think it was back in September, and um, there was early discussions then about what our budget would look like uh, for 2019. There was a figure thrown out there which was incorrect, Mm -hmm. or was subsequently incorrect, um, about how our playing budget would be reduced. Um, I think... uh, looking at it from our budget from 2018 to 2019 our first team budget was only reduced by about maybe four to five percent um you know obviously we've um went from the champions league down to the europa league from 2018 to 2019 so that took us a you know a drop of prize money somewhere around the 550,000 region um but look we we manage things as a club um it's it, it is one club after all it's not just all about one team but you know 
to minimise the impact to the first team budget, we you know drastically increased our, our targets in terms of merchandise, um, marketing, sponsorship, fundraising, especially as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, 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 in terms of the the first team budget itself, it didn't take too much of a hit from um, you know the prior years. Um, even looking at 2017 when we did win the double, it's even significantly higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, yeah, it's uh, that's something we'll discuss with our members as well. We have a, a general meeting on the 25th of May in uh, in the Metropole. So, hope as many Forest members as possible can come out to that one, and we'll um, we're happy to to discuss more about the the financial positions of the club at the moment. But you know, as you said, it was definitely saw a lot of reports over the last number of weeks about um, about you know budget cuts per se. But yeah. I don't think we 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 cut anything really. Obviously, the club has you know went through a number of restructures and. Um, you know, we've brought in Paul DC now to help with the commercial aspect, Dave O'Rourke with the merchandise. Um, and, you know, Paul literally manages uh, an off-the-field team as well to try and deliver as much mm-hmm. as we can off-the-field to, you know, uh, help the help the first team, help the academy um, and, you know, try and drive the club on. Mm. Well, John Cotter, your, your, your only choice to be the interim manager? Yeah, look, John, as I said, he's uh, been working under John. He knows the players. Um, he knows the club through and through as well. He's a former player himself. Um, and look, we had conversations with John um, throughout Wednesday. And um, yeah, look, the, uh, he was eager um, to take up the role. Um, you know, obviously he mentioned that he was very loyal to John, as, yeah. he, as he said yesterday. John brought him to the club and he did, he did learn an awful lot from John himself, especially through his Avondale days as well. Um, but you know John said he has his own ideas and um, yeah look we were impressed with the plans he had wanted to bring in Alan Bennett as the assistant manager and Colin Healy to the, uh, the first team staff as well you know things um, things seem to be working so far anyway, you know 100% record um, you know we've got a huge game on uh, on Friday against UCD um, you know I think the lads had, had one training session before the Bulls game and you know to go up there to Daly Mount and get the 1-0 win was huge um, mm. especially for us as a club and I think you know with the game now next Friday um, hopefully you know the whole of Cork will come out and support the lads they're, they're Cork through and through they're Cork City through and through um, we've got a number of Cork lads you know who've come up now to our academy recently a couple of young players you know if the people of Cork can just get behind the team yeah. now and you know yeah, we are in a difficult place now at the moment in the table, but that can change very quickly with a couple of wins on the board, and you know everyone get behind, uh, get behind the lads, and that can be a, a, a huge motivating factor in itself. What's the time frame for appointing a permanent successor? Is this something you want to do immediately? Is it something you want to do before Europe? Is it something you want to do at the end of the season? Yeah, look, we we spoke to John about this as well. He obviously he's on his uh, his pro license course, and look, we do have licensing restrictions with the FAI and UEFA to have um, a coach with a pro license appointed um, within a certain time. Um, look, we're looking into that as well. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of different options on the table. We could you know potentially appoint someone with a pro license soon. Um, or we could potentially look at a, a longer-term option and in a, another kind of interim solution in the meantime. We're discussing that now, and look, we'll, we'll have a board meeting this week to to try and figure out what the best um, the best avenue forward is. But, yeah, certainly by, um, you know, obviously the start of next season, we'll be certainly looking to have a, you know, a full-time management team in place, whatever that may look like. Um, you know, John Cotter's in the job now at the moment. Um, you know, we're we're very confident, and, and he is himself of his own mm. ability. Um, and, yeah, we're... Um, we're hopeful that you know we can get up the table as quickly as we can, and look at uh, the board and um, our general manager will work in the background then about the the recruitment of a, a longer term first team manager, um, and we'll we'll be constantly assessing things as we go. Maybe potentially seeing this as kind of an audition for John Cotter to get the job on a full time basis. 
Oh yeah, look, no, I'm not going to pretend it isn't. Like John is in the job at the moment; he's in an interim interim role, as we say. Look, uh, we hope John does the best job he possibly can, and um, yeah, most definitely, you know, it's um, it is the best audition he could possibly <laughs> imagine for in, the, in doing the job. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And as you mentioned, look back to Turner's Cross on Friday. The crowds had dwindled to, to 1600 against Finn Harps uh, last Monday. Um, so you'd be hoping, uh, given the win over Bowes, John's appointment, that the, the crowds would be going up. Uh, this starting on Friday. Yeah, look, for, as I said there, you know, we really need the people of Cork now to come back out and start supporting the team. Um, you know, the, the, the club is, you know, made up of dozens of volunteers. All of our staff are, you know, from Cork. The management team now from Cork as well. Cork just, you know, yeah. just come out and support the lads. And, you know, we've got a, a great offer as well for the UCD game. Bring a friend for a fiver. So any adult season ticket holders can bring a, bring a buddy to the game for five euros. You know, the, you won't get much entertainment in Cork <laughs> on a Friday night for a fiver. So yeah. look, um, aside from that, you know, it, it's a... It, it's it's a new fresh look for the for the backroom team. Um, it, it's it's a kind of a restart for our season as such. So look, you know, come out on Friday night and support mm. the lads. It's you know, it, you won't be disappointed. Certainly yeah. won't. All right, Declan, I uh, really appreciate you coming in. Thanks very much for talking to us and explaining everything that happened in the week. Thanks, Roar. Cheers. Yes, Declan Kerry there uh, joining us uh, to discuss what has been a very, very difficult week for the club. Um, but as Declan said there, it's uh, time to get out and support the team starting on Friday against uh, UCD at Turner's Cross and get the, the fans back uh, in the gate. Uh, thanks, Declan, for coming in uh, earlier on today. Uh, a text to 86 Can you send a massive shout-out to the Cork United Under-12 Schoolboys League soccer team? beat the Dublin and District Schoolboys in Dublin today in their All-Ireland semi-final well done lads please give a special mention to Barry O'Connell and Matthew Moore from Carrigaline United always great to beat the Dubs Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Corks Red FM Rory here with you until 7pm just got a tweet uh, in a short time ago um, from uh, Terry who said congratulations to European karate champion Chris McCarthy from Blarney who won Ireland's first WKF Youth League bronze medal in Limassol and Cyprus yesterday his twin brother Sean beaten into fifth position by Egypt's great performance from both boys um, that's uh, from Terry so congratulations indeed uh, to Chris uh, on picking up uh, that bronze medal in Cyprus yesterday and to Sean who finished in fifth place alright going to stick with uh, football and a big big week ahead for Avondale United as they return to the FBI Intermediate Cup final eight take on Crumlin United at the Aviva Stadium what a setting uh, next Saturday afternoon Dave Kiley and Owen Lockheed from Avondale calling to me earlier on today big occasion now for us it's kind of the pinnacle of our level at um, intermediate level so um, looking forward to now yeah and Dave seven time champions of course Avondale over the course of their history so you're no stranger to the competition yeah um, record holders record holders of the cup um been five years since we were we were in the final. It's, it's been too long for us. Mm. It's been too long for someone from Cork football as well to be, to be up there. So it's important for us. It's important for the MSL. Mm. Um, no bigger occasion. Don't talk to us about the season you've had so far, I suppose. It's nearly been um, a hit or miss season for us, yeah. really, uh, with uh, the league form being absolutely rubbish. And then our cup, we, like nearly every cup we were in so far anyway, we're still in the FAI Senior Cup. We got we won the the Keane Cup. I got beaten in the Dorney Ford final. How was that the other way around? Was it? Well, one, yeah, beaten. Yeah, by Ringman. And uh, we're still in the Beamish Cup, still in the O'Connell Cup. So we've a lot to play for still. But our league form has just been absolutely terrible. So 
maybe over the next four games we'll try and push up the table try and stay safe mm. as well obviously Leeds are battling I know they got beaten this morning but yeah. hopefully we'll battle away and get ourselves safe at least anyway yeah. you know any idea why the league form has been so patchy Dave? Is it just because um, the cop, all the cup competitions kind of catching up? Yeah, there's no one reason. Like I think we lost our very first three, which put us in the back foot. Um, probably didn't have our squad or team built at that mm. point. Yes, there's still a few new signings came in that, that made a bit of a difference to us. Um, since then, we've we've lost a few as well. Obviously, it's not it's not been acceptable really by our standards. But you know, bit of luck, bit of luck goes against you in football. And, you know, we're not being well beaten by teams. Mm. Teams are getting the odd goal against us, and it's just you find yourself in a, in a bit of a rut there sometimes. You know, mm. uh, as you were mentioning, um, five years since you've been last in the final. That was, of course, uh, the, the last the four in a row. Were you both involved in all the the four in a row? Uh, that was actually my that was my first year with Avondale. Twenty fourteen was the fourth, but I, I actually missed the final through injury that time. Mm. I broke my foot there a few weeks beforehand. Um, Owen has has plenty of plenty of winners medals. I think. Yeah, I've, I've been. This is my this will be my seventh final. Wow. So I've I've uh, five winners at the moment. Like yeah, but uh, I'm up, I'm trying to catch David Spratt on you and Dave Dave O'Keefe. They to save. They both have six. So yeah, be nice to try and top that or yeah, sorry, level that anyway. Like and lads getting to play in the Aviva Stadium as well is going to be an incredible incredible moment. Go on, John. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't want to come across as as. Not been grateful for, for the opportunity we get to play in the Aviva. It's, it's, it's a big showpiece, yeah. etc. But uh, I think it, that's more for the the club as a whole, the, the supporters on the day, the people mm. up there for the, the, the big day in the Aviva. Um, you know, it's about the medal and the trophy is is is, is what I wanted. I think I can speak for all my teammates when I say that, and the management, uh, we've arrived on the gold medal and, and the prize. Um, you know, I suppose I haven't. It's not like I've played in big stadiums over the years, played in many League of Ireland groups yeah, around yeah. the place. As soon as the whistle goes, you don't really know where you're playing. You're, you know, the game is on and that's it. Um, if I'm being honest, I, I think there's a lot, probably a bit too much been made about the venue from really? the players' point of view. Yeah, that's yeah. just my, my honest opinion. Uh, that doesn't matter to me where the, where the final is played. Should be the same one. Yeah, it would be the same. Listen, again, like it is, it is a, a great venue, but it's the old cliche. Like you'd you'd like to win the medal and playing the the car park there outside, you know. <laughs> um, but um, listen, I suppose it's just like Dave. Like it's nice to play in all different stadiums as well. Like don't get me wrong, and but there is a massive emphasis on the Aviva. Like I think it, like fellas like even mention it, and you know the first round of it. Like people are all oh, the road to the Aviva and stuff like that. Like mm. but realistically, like I, I don't. I just, I'm kind of more about records and stuff like that like I want the most intermediate cup medals I want the most intermediate cup you know appearances mm. whatever like I want whatever like I want like I presume that's the same with like fellas scoring goals you know fellas keeping clean sheets or whatever like I mm. think that people are more kind of like individual records more so than like where stadiums are played or whatever I think medals are mm. most important too especially to Avondale anyway like, and, and I know around other clubs as well like, yeah. it obviously depends how the day goes I mean you come away with the winner's medal next Saturday and then it becomes hey, that was an unbelievable day in the Viva mm. you know winning it's something you want to forget straight away yeah certainly so uh, Crumlin United the opposition they won the Intermediate Cup in 15 and 16 very very strong opposition on yeah listen we came across them a good few times over the years we've had good battles with them of late unfortunately they got the better of us in 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 um Maybe it was a fifteen and sixteen. They probably got us the better of us around that time anyway as well. Um, listen, we owe them one. They beat us in a final as well back in twenty ten, which obviously it's in the back of my mind because I played in that as well. Mm. Like you know, it's nice to 
get a bit of um, revenge obviously for that just another few lads that were involved there as well like you know Hoggy and and uh, Kenny was even involved our manager like you know what I mean and it doesn't sit too well with us like losing any finals like doesn't sit well with us so it'd be nice to get one up on them anyway this year as well and like had the management team been able to see much of them or is it kind of just you kind of go up there and just play the game uh, I think they've been to, to watch them a couple of times as, you, as you'd expect any mm. management team to be doing the research but you know this is uh, this is non-league football it's amateur so fellas timetables and, and they have other things going on so you know you don't get a chance to go up and watch a week in mm. week out um, I haven't heard but I, I presume you know we've probably people in Dublin who are probably doing a bit of information searching for us as mm. well you know but. and realistically we had to kind of put it nearly to the back of our mind as well so yeah. it'll be this week now where we will be getting information on them where we'll be told about their style of play what we will do to either counteract it or you know or even our own tactics and stuff like that that will for the final like we'll really kind of start building for the final like we're, we're training three days this week we're going up on Friday like so there'll be we'll have enough talk done by the end by the time the um, by the time the, f- the first whistle goes in you know and Dave as you mentioned it's a huge day for the club as a whole I mean like I'd imagine kind of almost every Avondale member will be up there in Saturday yeah yeah I've been you know we've we've been playing two or three games a week uh, the last couple of weeks um, it's usually the way it gets it once in league football this time of year we had a match yesterday you know so we haven't really had a lot of time to focus on it but you still hear the chatter you still mm. know that there's bus loads going there's, there's train loads going you know we know we know that it's a massive deal for, for the club mm. um, and as I say it is it is a type of day for for the supporters for, for the people who, who do the the hard work in the background you know the committee members people like that the, the mm. fundraising side of things it's, it's it's their day really as well you know certainly is and as you mentioned like you've played in so many intermediate cup finals I mean does your approach does your preparation in that week change you get nervous going into a final like this I think you wouldn't be a human being if you didn't get nervous like, but you have to channel it the right way you know and yeah. you know listen it's some for the first ones, you know. They they might be particularly nervous, but I I certainly get nervous as well. Like I listen, I get nervous at any occasion, really. Like you know, <laughs> like any kind of big match, really. Like, but you must try and calm your nerves, try and channel your energy the right way, and try and focus and training, and you know, and do all you can, really. And then it's just as as Dave said, once the final or what, once the first whistle goes, just all guns blazing. Then like, mm-hmm. you know, would you be confident, Dave? Um, absolutely, I think. You know, if you look at our form in this competition this year, we've been very impressive against really good opposition. Uh, we got past Middleton, Rockmonton, Wanderers, as well as from Iron Mayfield and Leeside. Um, you know, a couple of those things are challenging for the Munster League Premier title at the moment. Mm. So we're down to 10 men against Rockmonton for a good period of that game and we never looked like we were threatened. Um, we do have the big game in us. Um, this competition certainly brings out the best in us. I look around the dressing room there, I see the fellas sitting on my left and my right, and yeah, I'm confident. You? Yeah, I'm the same. Listen, Crumlin are a mighty team. Like you know, I don't think they've been beaten very much. They won their league there. They won the, the Leinster Senior League there last week. Um, so it's going to be a tough challenge and probably our toughest this year. But as Dave says, like this competition has brought the, the best out of us over the years. Um, you do look around the dressing room. I, I I haven't done the tot up in the middles. We're trying to do it outside there. We started, but we only got half it through. But there is there's definitely like twenty or twenty plus medals inside inside the dressing room. I wouldn't be surprised if it was even up around thirty mm. inside the dressing room between us all. You know, there's Carl Caulfield is four, Hoggy is four, um, Podge has our goalie is three, Marky Sol even like you know he has mm. like three or four, four probably. Maybe five, even yeah, but like so, you know, there's 
just fierce experience like Huey Donovan there's around years in the club I couldn't speak highly enough of oh, yeah. the dressing room and the fellas that are in the dressing room real leaders and um, yeah so I'd be confident really like you know with, with the players and the team that we have and, and especially look Kenny has put in some work over the year he's obviously going to have his homework done as well over the past three years really he's brought a different little approach to the game as well trying to get us playing a bit more football than yeah. before like so it's nice he brings new ideas as well so that will give us confidence as well you know well, as we wish you the, the very best look actually while I have the, um, your former manager John Cotter appointed uh, interim Cork City boss during the week it's a massive opportunity for him isn't it yeah listen I, I was under John for the three years we were very, very, very successful under John. We went uh, 48 com- games unbeaten with him. We won three intermediate titles in a row, two leagues in a row, and loads and loads of cups. We won six cups one year. He's an absolute outstanding guy. His drive is something else. Like he lets you know if you put your foot out of line <laughs> yeah. as well. Like he rules with an iron fist at times as well. But he's a, a real good bloke. And uh, listen, from us in the club, and uh, I know we'll wish him all the best in there. Like and, and also my my buddy Alan Bennett, like which is, <laughs> he goes in with him and yeah. Colin Healy. It'd be great to see them do well. They look like a good team and all their backroom staff and stuff like that. So it'd be great to see them do well. All right, lads. Very best luck on Saturday. We'll see you up there. Cheers, Rory. Right, thank you. Cheers. Yes, Dave Kiley, no unlockied of uh, Avondale United. Uh, very best luck indeed uh, to them against uh, Crumlin United next Saturday at the Aviva Stadium. We will be there and we'll have all the best reaction on next Saturday's show. Um, Steve's been in touch. He says, Will you congratulate our, uh, the Everton Junior Premier team? who this morning beat Avondale 1-0 in a winner-takes-all game to secure the Junior Premier Division title for the first time in 26 years. Billy Kadima with the all-important goal. Congratulations uh, to Everton. Fantastic, fantastic club for Everton. And uh, congratulations uh, on the win today and enjoy the uh, celebrations. Uh, right, Arsenal have finished one all with Brighton. That means that Chelsea have secured uh, Champions League football for next season. It means Tottenham have all but secured Champions football for next season. Uh, Arsenal are three points behind Tottenham, whoever are. Tottenham have a better goal difference uh, of eight heading into their uh, final round or final lap fixtures uh, next Sunday. Arsenal are away to Burnley uh, and Tottenham host Everton um, in the last game of the season uh, next uh, week. Uh, so looks like Tottenham have secured uh, Champions League football, but uh, that uh, has to be confirmed next week. All right, going to talk Gaelic games and uh, Kieran's been speaking uh, with Paddy Powers, GAA ambassador, Cork legend Jim O'Sullivan, ahead of the Munster Senior Championship clash of Cork and Tip next Sunday. Uh, delighted to be joined online by uh, Dermot O'Sullivan, the Paddy Powers GAA ambassador. Dermot, uh, welcome to the Big Red Bench. Hi, Kieran, how's it going? Um, big, massive game for, for Cork against Tip and Parky Cueve on the 12th of May. Uh, Cork maybe not having the the league they would have wanted tip a bit stuttery under new manager Liam Sheedy how would you say it going um, look you're right Cork were, Cork were patchy enough throughout the league but you know again without bringing back up all, all covering all ground you know they were up to, to, to find strength and depth in their squad so you know you can excuse some of their performances maybe um, Tipperary's form was not much better to be honest with you so Look, throw the league form out the window. Um, this is probably one of the, one of the oldest rivalries in the game of hurling. It's uh, it's raw. It's probably unapologetic. Like there are a couple of words you could probably use to describe it. And that that's what it's going to be on the twelfth. Cartibrary down the park in the Munster World Championship game. Um, you know, it, it's not for the faint-hearted. Has, what do you think of uh, Liam Sheedy going back into tip? Is it working so far, or is it just they're, they're trying to find their feet? Look, it's 
it, I suppose, look, there's going to be a transition for a while. Um, you know, new manager Queen, obviously, he, Liam was in there, he's brought in Eamon O'Shea to do bits and pieces mm-hmm. for him. Like, there's a, there's a change over there, right? So, but if you're a temporary man, right, and you've come in there as a manager, given the opportunity again after, you know, after bringing to all learned success, where would you want to start your campaign? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a red rag to a bull from. They're going to Cork to play Cork in a monster senior hurling championship game. I I don't think they they could have asked for a better game to start with. So, you know, Cork will really really need to be on guard, regardless of the far Tipperary of Sean. That's gone out the window. Now. Cork really need to protect themselves and be very very clever on the twelfth. Like you said, red rag to a bull, I suppose, and tape coming down to Cork and. The Cork Munster champions. There's no better place to to beat them, oh, I suppose. Well, like any Tipperary man with that number under the left hip, should we say, coming to Cork will relish this opportunity, relish a chance. So it, it's going to be a massive, massive game to start the to start the summer. Yeah, last year obviously very exciting Munster Championship, uh, the new format, game after game. Um, we'd be expecting uh, the same this year. Oh, wouldn't we love it? Wouldn't we yeah. absolutely? Like, as hurling people, wouldn't we love a summer of, of hurling that we got last year? Um, can we? Can players meet their expectations? Where we were all hoping they can, you know? that That's not just the Cork or Tipperary game. That's that's clear. That's the limit. That's the Waterford. That's the Godwin. That's the Kilkenny's. We need these players to excite and light up the championship from the early stages. So it'll keep us in trial throughout the summer because as we know, the summer, the, the, the period is shortening and we're getting less time to see these players we're seeing them over a shorter space of time so let's enjoy them while they're out there Yeah um, Cork had a big problem last year uh, with losing leads and teams coming back do you think that was rectified over the league I know championships a different ball game but obviously you have to work on things during the league as well Yeah look I think it's something to be aware of um, you know Johnny's team will be clever enough to sit down and, and review and, and see how these games are getting away from them so they'll have contingency plans in place that if Cork are lucky enough maybe to, to build up a, build a lead and you know they'll, they'll have plans in place to, to try and protect that lead while still winning the game in a comfortable manner you know you trying to defend and attack and, and win the game all you know it, trying to find that balance I suppose is going to be key Yeah anyone impressed you so far in the, the, the league campaign for Cork? No I suppose look, there was a lot of there was a lot of for this hurling and fits and start Yeah um, you know, you could pick out a few, but I suppose look the most important. Think the most encouraging factor for me over the last number of weeks is we know there's been a lot of uh, you know the, the first round of the club hurling championships have been played, and if you look particularly at the the guys you'd expect to start in the Cork forward line Sunday, they were all very dominant for their clubs. They were all prominent. They were all putting up big scores. That's a huge plus. Whereas guys you'd be expecting to be defending in the defence, you'd read reports of games all excel in their respective positions and for their respective clubs. So. Look, that's a positive. That's a championship hurling. That's a pace where they probably have to still come up 20, 25% on the 12th. But at least we know there's form there. Guys are re-energised. They've put in massive performances for the club and hopefully they can come as a collective in the 12th and, and put in a big shift against Tipperary. Yeah, two new lads on the, the panel or they're after being brought into the panel by John Myler, Chris and Nilo Leary. Uh, both playing well with uh, UC. Chris uh, coming to the fore for, for UCC a number of times in the Fitzgibbon and uh, playing well for Valleys last week as well. Yeah, a good player. Look, I think I earmarked him too during, during the uh, during the latter stages or the, the early stages of the league. I think we had a conversation what I think Chris well, there has a lot to offer the guy is six foot four. He's his hurling for a big man is exceptional. 
he definitely has something to offer the squad. Um, you know, there's a solidity about him, and as you said, he's very comfortable on the ball. Um, Dale O'Leary, funny enough, I actually I had him under 16 when I, when I was with development squads. Good lad, um, prominent for McKilly over the last number of years. So, look, these are young lads willing to hurl who've, who've the capabilities of pushing on to the next level. So let's see where they go. Yeah, um, one man who's going to be back, Seamus Harnley, obviously. Uh Important to have your your captain uh, there. I'm sure. Look, they're all captains in their own right, and you know. But uh, Seamus Hardy is the man with the, the armband per se. It's good to have back. Absolutely. Look, you want your best players in the biggest day, and like if you ask me, Seamus Hardy's up there, probably in the top five hurlers in the country. You want your best players in the biggest days, um, regardless whether he's captain or not. What he brings to the car team, you know, it's. In the role he's asked to play, you know, he's a special, special type of player. And again, look, if Cork are to have a big summer and a big year, they'd be looking to Seamus week in, week out to, to, to put in big performance. So, yes, it's important to have him, but, you know, he's only an individual who would be part of a, a big collective effort down the park. Yeah, one man who knows uh, <coughs> Seamus well enough, uh, I suppose, Kilkenny man, Sean Clare. He's down to referee the game. Uh, again, he's been not fast track, but he's he is going up the the referee ladder, and you could see him refereeing All Ireland yeah, soon. But he he has been pushed up. Yeah, he has been pushed up. But look, just you know, in relation to that, Seamus knows he was wrong. Um, you know, every, as they say, the dogs in the street know what he was wrong. Yeah, so yeah. Seamus accepts his punishment. It's a red card offence. Look, everyone knows the rules. Everyone's aware of them. We might not all agree with him at times as well. You know, <laughs> yeah. But look. It was a red card offence. It's dealt with. It's put away. Um, you know, I believe if Cork get a good run, Seamus will end up probably in the top three hurlers. Now he'd like to put him in the top five at the moment. He'd be in the top two or three hurlers by the time this championship is over. Um, one thing that uh, kind of was a big talking point during the league. Um, actually, I think it was the, one of the first games in the league was the pitch in Parky Cueve yeah. uh, that it was dug up so badly during that double header match against Wexford. I think it was. Uh, no, they've been doing remedial work on it. I don't know if you've seen it in the meantime, but uh, Tracy Kennedy's come out and said, "Yeah, uh, very happy with it. People have tested; it looks good." But um, that's obviously well, whether it's concerning or not. I don't know, but um, it, it, we don't want it to be a talking point again. I imagine. No, definitely not. Look, I think again, look, once the issue was raised ahead a while ago, it was important to give these people the opportunity to sign to go in and get this thing right. Um, look, there's been assurances made that you know they have it in good health. So fair play to them. And look, as you said, let's not make it a talking point. If it does win the tear up. Let's hope we get a brilliant back and we won't have to talk about it. Yeah, so like, can you call it? <laughs> I know it's hard to call these, but... It, 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 it is hard to call because obviously it's the first day out, right? But look, as I said, it's a Cork tip rivalry. Cork and Munster Champions tip rivalry come with the Cork. Cork, or, um, Cork will look to build on last year. Um, they need to get over Munster. Obviously, first, well, be it, be it by, by the Champions group, but lead the by the Munster final route or finishing third position you know they, they need to get out of Munster to, to take that extra step so look I would I would looking at the for, looking at the form of the Cork forwards over the last couple of weeks in the championship I would I, I, w- I would expect that look Cork, Cork, will, Cork will win the game yeah well you heard it here first uh, well look uh, we're expecting a, an exciting game to kick off the Munster Senior Ireland Championship in Parky Cueve so uh, Dermot O'Sullivan Paddy Power G Ambassador thanks very much for joining us on the bench no matter thank you anytime
Always a pleasure to hear from the legendary Jeremy O'Sullivan um, speaking to Kieran there ahead of uh, next week's championship opener. It's the start of the summer, the Munster Senior Hurling Championship getting underway next Sunday. And of course, for all the best reaction, be sure and tune in to the Big Red Bench next Sunday evening where, fingers fingers crossed, we will be talking about a Cork win over Tip. All right, that's pretty much it from us for tonight. Thank you very much indeed for listening to the bench on this uh, bank holiday Sunday evening. Hope you're having a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed the bank holiday Monday tomorrow. Hopefully the weather's decent enough as well. Our podcast will be online, redfm.ie, very, very shortly, and on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench as well. We are back next Saturday from 6pm. Alan Donovan is up next with uh, Green on Red. Three hours of the best Irish music coming away right here on Cork's Red FM. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night, folks, and uh, I'll talk to you next Saturday. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.